Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Virtual Coffee Break with the MSU Extension Dairy Team. My name is Martin Mangual and today I'm very excited to present this episode. I won't get into too many details to avoid any spoilers, but Dr. Barry Bradford will talk with Ag Bio Research Director Dr. George Smith. Among the information shared today, they will provide very exciting news for our dairy industry. Barry, let's get started. This is Barry Bradford. Today I have the pleasure of talking with Dr. George Smith. Dr. Smith is the MSU Ag Bio Research Director and also the Senior Associate Dean in the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources. Dr. Smith, thank you so much for making time for this. I know you have a busy schedule. It's my pleasure, Barry. I'm looking forward to the conversation. It's a really fun topic to address. Not everyone in the audience works at Michigan State like I do, so can you start by explaining what what the heck is ag bio research? Yeah, happy to do that. In um, December of 2021, I was named the director of Michigan State University Ag Bio Research. And Ag Bio Research is our name for the Michigan Agricultural Experiment Station. And that dates back to the origins of our land grant university and when the Hatch Act was passed by Congress in the late 1800s, providing a mechanism for execution of research that will impact agriculture. And we stay true to that mission today. So Ag Bio Research is very fortunate to support a large number of scientists across the entire university. And really we have a university-wide mission to sort of um, help direct research that will have short-term and long-term impacts on our agriculture and food systems and natural resources in the state. And in practical terms, what that means is we help pay the salary of about 300 scientists in seven colleges on campus. The vast majority are in the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources, but also in the College of Veterinary Medicine, two key partners in this initiative we're going to talk about later on today. We also support infrastructure for conducting research, 15 outlying research stations throughout the state of Michigan that are a little bit different in terms of climate geography and help us you know, do work that's relevant to the diversity of agriculture in the state, and also infrastructure on South Campus, including the current MSU Dairy um, Teaching and Research Facility. Thank you. Yeah, somebody who works on some of the wicked problems that are challenging in the agricultural sector, I certainly value personally the fact that we have such diverse expertise that we can draw into different projects and work on some of these things together. I think it's fantastic. And the key to our success is our partnerships with the agriculture industries in the state. They are our best advocates and we have many unique programs that they're the envy of other states in the country directly tied to doing research that meets the priorities of our agriculture industries in the state, like the Michigan Alliance for Animal Agriculture, who provides funding for applied research and extension projects directly related to needs of the dairy industry and other animal industries in the state. And this new investment we're going to talk about will have the potential to further amplify the impact of, of that program as well. You bet. So you've got your arms around a really big institution here with ag bio research, but dairy cows in particular are not a foreign topic to you. Can you give us a little bit of information on your background? And how, what did you do prior to taking this leadership role? Yeah, I appreciate you asking that question, Barry, because sort of my 
the story of my personal journey and how I got to where I am now really makes me appreciate more and more my current role. So I am an animal scientist by training. I was hired into the Department of Animal Science and started in 1997, so 25 years on campus. And my research focus was on reproduction in dairy cattle. And I also taught reproductive physiology to undergraduates for, you know, many years in the department before I transitioned into other roles, including my current administrative role. So some of the folks listening to this podcast could have actually been in my classroom at one point in time. So, uh, but yeah, I digress. And the other point I really want to make that makes me really appreciative of my roles. I was actually hired at Michigan State as part of what was called the Animal Agriculture Initiative, which really kind of got its traction, was teed up in, in, in the early 1990s. And that was an effort where the entire agriculture industry, not just animal agriculture, but the entire agriculture industry came together and went to the state of Michigan and advocated for a significant investment at Michigan State University to enhance animal agriculture. And that investment played out through a new Pavilion for Agriculture and Livestock Education on campus, which many folks have seen, you know, a tremendous facility, renovation of the facilities where our animal scientists laboratories are located in Anthony Hall, some modest investment in farms and 22 faculty positions. And I was very fortunate to be one of those faculty positions. So had that initiative not taken place and had our agriculture industries not partnered together, I probably wouldn't be here speaking to you today, Barry. And that makes me appreciate Michigan Agriculture Departments and the, and the partnerships even more. And that's why I'm so thrilled to have played a role along with you and others in this transformational investment from the state of Michigan. Yeah, that's a great segue. So this summer, as you've alluded to, uh, the Michigan legislature appropriated $53 million uh, for renovation of the MSU greenhouse complex and the dairy teaching and research facility. And then the governor signed that into law. So obviously a game-changing investment in ag research at MSU. Talk me through a little bit how that came about. Well, the first thing I wanna do is say thank you to all of our stakeholder partners you know, and especially our dairy industry partners in the state, Michigan Milk Producers Association, Dairy Farmers of America, Farm Bureau, and really the entire agricultural community came together behind these two asks. And again, it's a testament to what makes Michigan agriculture special and the tremendous partnerships we have. And I just feel so fortunate to be in my role and to help take this transformational investment on behalf of Michigan agriculture in facilities at Michigan State University that are critical to our research mission, our trip in, in dairy science, veterinary science, other areas that we'll talk about, including agriculture engineering, training the next generation of dairy professionals and outreach to have been a part of that and help shepherd that, that process, that transformational investment to the finish line, resulting in a new dairy facility. That gets me excited every morning when I, when I wake up. Oh, that's fantastic. So the facility, the MSU Dairy right now uh, was constructed in the 1960s, mm-hmm. is that correct? And um, about a year and a half ago, if I'm not mistaken, 
we had a fire there and that kind of started the conversation getting more serious. Is that right? Yeah, totally. Um, that, you know, I can't tell you how scary it was when that happened and how fortunate we were that, that the, the very, very alert undergraduate student called the fire department immediately and, and that that fire didn't spread beyond the silos and the feed barn to where our cows were and where our personnel were. We really, really got lucky. But the reality is that did, in fact, draw more attention to the need for um, upgrading our facilities given there was a fire and the nature of how the fire started and whatnot. And that really did provide I think even more urgency to the cause. And I can remember many partners in the dairy industry and elsewhere saying, you know, what is your plan B if we don't get funding for the legislature? And I can tell you in all honesty, I had no plan B, we had no plan B. So again, makes me feel so incredibly fortunate that we are legislative champions kind of recognize the the need responded to the efforts of the agriculture community, the dairy industry and others advocating for funds for a new dairy facility. And ultimately the governor signed the appropriations bill, which had $53 million, both for the dairy and our greenhouses. Yeah, so I think almost everyone I've walked through the dairy with, you know, recognizes that it's not great to have a facility with 1960s wiring and asbestos mm -hmm. in, the, in the walls and, and things like this and clearly saw that we needed something new. Um, but that leads to the next question. Is this really just like a sprucing up or are we just going to fix these problems and kind of have the same type of facility or is there kind of a new vision for what the facility is going to do? Yeah, um, the vision is for a new modern facility that will enable uh, our scientists deliver on the needs of the dairy industry in the future from a research perspective, a modern facility that's more mimics what a, what a, a, a typical dairy facility would be. Certainly the size we're talking about isn't a large facility, but a facility that more modern represents a typical dairy in that regard providing some new research capacity and new technologies and providing a whole new element to the research goals of the facility in the future, which are a direct response to what we heard from the dairy industry as a major need going forward. And that's capacity related to environmental sustainability issues. So more cows is part of it. That, that will be a big help to you and our other scientists. Um, we've Historically, I've had up to a two-year backlog on funded research, so projects ready to go had to wait on cows. We do a lot of research on commercial farms right now. We appreciate the partners that allow our scientists to do work there, generate a lot of important information, but given the intensity of the research and sampling and what needs to go on, we just can't do everything on commercial farms. Modern state-of-the-art research capacity, modern capacity for teaching, you know, including aspects of the digital dairy and all the things that can be monitored and measured now and a facility that can really be a showcase for outreach to the local community and visitors to Michigan State as well. And it will all be lo located at the current location on South Campus. So the, so the model isn't to spruce up what we have, but it is new construction. Maybe I should bring up briefly too, that th there is sort of a slightly different administrative approach to this in that in the past, the research facility, research and teaching facility has been a college of ag facility. Mm -hmm. And we're entering this plan as a joint 
veterinary medicine and agriculture facility? And how does that feed into the needs of vet med? It's a very, very important point, Barry. And really, it's it illustrates what Michigan State University is all about, what ag research is all about, and that's about partnerships and trying to serve the, service the needs of the dairy industry as a whole, and not just what would typically work that might typically be done through my home department and your home part, department, the Department of Animal Science. And we very, very feel very, very fortunate to have the College of Veterinary Medicine on board as a key partner in this effort because not only from a research perspective and research that's done on animal health and issues like that, but in terms of teaching the next generation of dairy professionals, having this facility on campus is gonna be absolutely, absolutely critical. So that their students that are in DVM programs, when they first have exposure to dairy cattle, they can have a good experience, have an experience in a controlled environment that we control Last, last thing we'd want to do is have students who really didn't grow up around cows out on a commercial dairy and, you know, get in the way of things. That's not good for anyone. That's not the goal. So to this first experience on our farm, understanding that that's important part of the teaching mission, we think from a workforce perspective, this is what Annette O'Connor, the chair of Large Animal Clinical Sciences, and, and Birgit Pushner, the dean of the College of Veterinary Medicine, have said is gonna be a tremendous impact if that first contact with dairy cattle actually happens at, at our facility. So hopefully that'll lead in the long-term to more dairy professionals out there that can meet the needs of the industry in the state of Michigan. In some ways, this facility will look a lot like a commercial dairy and probably a lot of people listening have seen or been involved in building a new dairy and they know that's a complicated, long, tiring process, but, this facility will also have a number of additional unique features to facilitate research, to mm-hmm. enable effective teaching, to provide a good venue for consumer engagement, to have mm-hmm. elementary kids come visit, right? So that's a lot of things to tie together. It's a complicated right. process. What does that design process look like to make sure that we can achieve all of those objectives at the same time? Well, Barry, we are really totally 100% committed on delivering on the mission that, that was articulated as we advocate for funds for the facility. We wanna deliver from a teaching perspective, from a research perspective and an outreach perspective. So the good news is there's some work that's already been done up to this point prior to the funding being approved and appropriated through through, the governor signing the, the higher education budget in October. So we're not starting from ground zero, that's the good news. So we've done some preliminary legwork with a whole host of folks involved from College of Veterinary Medicine, College of Agriculture, and folks on campus to start to determine that vision for the facility. But it will be more complicated than a commercial dairy, no doubt about it, for a whole host of reasons. Number one is the, the unique infrastructure we need for, for research, everything from different ways of sort of sampling related to nutrition research that you do to other aspects of the digital dairy and elect, you know electronic capturing data automatically to two different types of milking parlors and a whole host of things in order to meet our research and teaching needs. So it's going to be a little bit more complicated, going to be going to be honest with the audience on the call as well. Doing these type of projects at a university are a little more challenging than they would be on a commercial dairy. That's just the nature of a university. But we have a good team on board. We're going to work through it. We're gonna go through the process, take this initial vision through the planning process, translate that into actual plans, 
with an architecture and engineering firm, continue to do what we can to raise additional resources, which I'm sure we'll touch on, on later. And then ultimately, once we have the plan in place and we know what the final budget is, then it will go back to the MSU Board of Trustees for final approval to sort of break ground and start construction. Okay, let me paraphrase that and see if I have it right. So we have we have some appropriated money. Right. We have some initial planning already done. We're going to use internal input as well as an external architectural engineering firm right. to come together and make a design plan, which then the board of trustees would approve. So is that the process? Does that is that a straight line from here forward, or are there other hurdles that we still have to cross beyond that? Uh, you know, th there's there's some complexity to that, but I think in simplistic terms, that's where we're at. You know, once an architecture and engineering firm is hired, and then we'll have a little bit more better idea in terms of what the timeline and how, how long it'll take from this initial plan, which the internal team put a lot of time into and sort of translating that into actual drawings and what it would take to get this facility done. So another thing I know we wanna do along the way is also keep our friends in the industry informed of what this is gonna look like and how it's different, what we'll be able to do now that we weren't be able to do before and things like that will be absolutely important. So we're not gonna do this operate in a vacuum and it's gonna be important to get that information out to all of our stakeholders that made this possible and will ultimately benefit from the, the decades of research and teaching activity that will come through this facility that wouldn't have been possible with, if not for this tremendous investment and support from the dairy industry and other components of agriculture in the state. I know the, the vision that we pitched for this new facility was pretty holistic. A lot of pieces in there, we've talked through a lot of them. One that we haven't spent much time on is ideas to push the boundaries on what we can do with manure to make farms, to make it easier for mm -hmm. nutrient management on farms. And, and with, with all those pieces together, it's a big project, right? So one question is, did the legislature allocate enough funds to pull off everything that we've asked to do? Do you know yet? So yeah, the, the investment from the legislature is absolutely transformational. Um, we feel very fortunate to have got the funding that we got. I guess my best way to answer that question is, is we have bigger goals and we want to make sure we deliver 100%. They laid the foundation. I don't think it would have been fair to sort of ask them to fund the whole thing. And that was never the intent. So, and as we get deeper into the design process, we'll know more about the cost. So we would not be having this conversation if not for that investment and the hard work that our stakeholders did. However, we want to leverage this transformational investment from the state of Michigan and all the great work that our dairy industry partners and others did to make that happen and see if we can't um, attract additional interest in the facility and trying to help us provide some additional money to make sure from a facility perspective and equipment perspective, we are ready to go and hit the ground running from day one. So that involved folks from the private sector, folks from the corporate sector, others, companies that, you know, actually sell equipment that we might need that goes into the facility, a whole host of, of venues for trying to tell our story about the transformational impact that will result from this dairy and see if there is an interest in helping us get there. And we're gonna do everything I can with working internally to do that and, 
any leads or connections that folks from outside the university can help us with introducing us to people and helping us get an audience would be really critical. Again, the, the legislature delivered in a big way beyond I would have ever dreamed possible sure. two years ago. And we are so fortunate to be in this position and it, all, and it happened because of the efforts of the dairy industry and our stakeholders. But we want this to be the facility that is the envy of every state in the country. And we want Michigan to be the number one dairy state in the country. And we wanna have the number one te research teaching and outreach program. Those are the goals we have because we think by doing that, we will help the dairy industry continue to grow and, and thrive in the, in the state. And so it's gonna take additional investments for us to get there, but I, I think it, we're gonna make it happen. I do, I do want to point to one thing that I thought of as you were discussing the animal initiative mm -hmm. 25 years ago that brought you here. And I think that points to just the importance of thinking long term, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's I think we live in such a quarterly earnings world that everybody cares about what happens in the next three months too much, maybe sometimes. And certainly, um, I think this investment will have impact in the next five years. But who's the next George Smith that's going to come here because of this facility that's going to have a huge impact, you know, 20 years from now. So that's exciting to me to think about. I think you, you kind of hinted at this already, but I'm going to ask because people are going to ask me if I don't ask you. So if, even if this causes an ulcer, when is this dairy <laughs> going to be ready? When are we going to be milking cows in this new uh, research and teaching facility? You know, Barry, it's a fair question and, and I get it. And I, Ulcers don't bother me. It's it's part of my job. So no sweat at all. If I was to look into my crystal ball and no one, please don't hold me to this. I think by the time we get an architecture and engineering firm identified and that process has already been initiated, they get on board, they start to understand the project with the information we've provided to them along with folks internally that'll be involved and start to work through the, that planning process. My hope would be that we were breaking ground, shovels in the ground, whatever the right way is to talk about a construction project, that that would happen perhaps early 2024. I think that's aggressive goal, but it's a realistic goal. Can we get it done sooner? Yeah, I think we want to do that, but we don't want to sacrifice doing our due diligence and making sure the planning is correct. And that it really is a facility that's state of the art that will meet our needs. And we don't say, oops, we wish we would have thought of this kind of thing. So, yep. um, and then in terms of timeline for construction, that's a little harder, you know, given issues that are going on in the country right now with labor and supply chain and things like that. So, I have a harder time giving an estimate on that one. You're probably in a better position to answer that part of the question than I am. But my hope would, would be we complete the planning process, everything's approved, and we're breaking ground and starting construction on the new dairy in early 2024. Okay, you heard it here, folks. We do ask for some patience for people, but um, I can say with confidence to everybody out there that Dr. Smith has a very good work ethic and has been working very diligently to move this forward as quick as possible. So thank you for your leadership. Thank you, Barry. I appreciate your contributions to this project as well. We're going to get it done and we're going to do it right. 
that's a great thing to end on. Let's call it quits. Uh, thank you again, Dr. Smith, uh, Ag Bio Research Director, for talking with us today about the new dairy teaching and research facility coming at MSU. Thank you, Barry. My pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Bradford and Dr. Smith, for the great news shared today. I wanted to thank you both and everyone involved in the efforts that made this happen. Special thank you as well for our great dairy producers and other stakeholders that were also involved in making this a reality. Our season keeps rolling on. Join us next week when dairy educator Paola Basigalupo Sangüesa joins Monica Jean, also from MSU Extension, to discuss resources for weather resiliency for producers. I'm sure there will be great value in next week's episode, and I hope you'll join us then. <music>